Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome. This is the Podcaster Community Show, short conversations that are not just about podcasting because I like to take the scenic route, as I've said many times now. My guest today is Howard M. Welcome, Howard. How are you this morning? Thanks, Craig. Uh, it's good to see you. Uh, it's good to, to hear from you again. I'm do, doing okay this morning. Terrific. Yeah, I was just thinking, oh, last time you are one of the few podcasters that I know who I have actually seen in real life. You um, went to, I guess it wasn't a lot of trouble, but you went to the trouble of driving from where you live to where I live on a beautiful day when I guess it was a nice day for a ride. Uh, and we had lunch at my favorite little cafe. I was like, this is awesome. More of this, please. Um, today, I, and it was a delightful surprise to see you appear in my calendar. I think the thing that I want to ask about or start with today has to do with uh, a great phrase from that I heard from your most recent episode about like one at a time. So one day at a time, if you're moving, move one box at a time, unpack one box at a time, like simple, you know, one, start with a step. Um, there's a great, I think it's a Chinese proverb or from Lao Tzu about if there's some place you need to be, you need to start walking. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> proverb. Yep. And I, I want to ask, it's been, uh, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, like six months between episodes, if I remember correctly, if I'm getting it right. What made you feel like, you know, now is the time to put out this most recent episode? Like what made you feel like the work that you knew you would have to get through? What made you feel like that work was, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually going to do this. This is worth it. I want to put this episode out now. Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> I should probably provide a little background in the sense, you know, when I'm looking for a guest, um, you know, the, my, my curation is pretty specific, you know, mm. of, of who I, you know, the people I want on my show and the, and you know, the audience, uh, what, what I want them, you know, want to provide to them. And so, uh, as you know, and I'll, I'll mention the show is called seasons of sobriety. And so the, the main crux of it is to talk to people who have, you know, long-term sobriety, probably, you know, 10 years or more, uh, and, and kind of tease out like how, how, how are things, you know, still progressing along? Cause drinking has stopped and well, you know, we actually have a living problem. So, uh, to find someone, you know, with 30 or 40 years, uh, it's not quite like, like a, a unicorn, but it's not easy that they're not mm -hmm. everywhere, you know? And so I wanted to find somebody with a, a lot of time. So it takes, takes a little time to find that. Uh, especially with meetings being a little, still a little restricted, um, people not, not getting there in person. And so, because uh, the interview was a, a little while back, I want to say maybe in April. Um, and then uh, shortly after I was looking at it to uh, do the editing, I realized that I had recorded uh, on my, I have a little device that records both channels, uh, both the guest and the, and then the host. And I realized I wasn't recorded. I, I muted myself somehow. And and I realized, oh, this is going to be awful to, to post-produce. Okay. Um, so I just, I, I, you know, I, I teach high school. So I was like, okay, just wait till the summer. And and so that, that kind of what happens, like when I have time, because I just, when I do the editing, um, you know, and there's, there's people listening to, that have done this, you know, I'm, I am an a 100% a amateur at this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have some friends in the sound 
business. You know, some are, are professional musicians. Uh, one guy started his own company called Sound Designs, which people probably have used their high end equipment. And so he helps. He, he has lent me some equipment and helped me with sound and whatever. And and the reason I'm bringing them up is because the guy from Sound Designs, who you know has worked with Shure microphones, Sennheiser. I mean, all these people, right? Right. We all like, what microphone should I get? And of course, he's like, you're an amateur. What difference does it make? <laughs> you know, don't spend a lot right. of money, but don't get the cheapest <laughs> thing out there. But he said, when he listened to my podcast, he, he loved the content, and which wasn't for him. He wasn't my audience. He, he said, oh, this doesn't necessarily apply to just people who quit drinking. This applies to everybody. I said, oh, thank you. And I said, well, how about the audio? How about the product? He said, he said you, you, this is a fantastic audio presentation for an amateur. I said, got it. He says, if, if you do this professionally, I would say, yeah, you got to work on some things, but you don't. So when he said, uh, you know, and from a guy who I really, you know, respect and he's in the industry, I was like, so anyway, kind of getting back to the production piece. And, and I did agonize over this episode <laughs> as I was producing it. Uh, and then, you know, it, it, it said, just, just put it out there because, you know, the point of my podcast is somebody should get some help. Somebody should get, you know, identify with a story uh, in some way that helps them to say, wow, th that happened to me too. Or, wow, I, mm. I, I didn't know you could recover from this. I thought you just had to live with this level of misery for the rest of your life and just not drink over it. So um, it, it really is just one of those things where someone's going to get some help. Just put it out there. I think you're present like presentation or the way that you think about and express <clears throat> who your podcast is for um i want to say that's like beautiful i don't want to say that's rare because there are people uh, myself excluded there are people who have really clear ideas of who their show is for and what they're trying to accomplish um, mm -hmm. and i i from conversations that i've had with you and from what i hear in your episodes that is like, I know it's not literally nailed to your wall because I can see the wall, but it feels like you have it like nailed to the wall or it's tattooed on the inside of your eyelids that you have this clear guide to what you're doing. Um, and that seems like a really intelligent thing to do. I, I'm What I'm wondering is if there's, do you remember um, not having that or was that you had that idea of like, oh, I need to create, you know, this something, this audio thing for these people. And that led you to start podcasting? Or did you get interested in podcasting and then somebody or somehow got, you know, like which which of those is first, the guide star or the urge to make the thing? Um, so th the reason I started this is, well, when I, so in 2019, um, I, I, reached a goal of 30 years of continuous sobriety, right? Congratulations. And as, as, thank you. And as you, if you would talk to people in recovery, as they get a number of years, we all have this idea. It's like, I should, I should write a book about it. You know, I should, you know, mm. cause, and, and yeah, if, if, if I had a dollar for every person in recovery, I said, Oh, we should write a book. We should, you know, it, yeah, that somebody's doing that though. Right. So somebody's, you know, now, not that I, I couldn't have written a book, but mm. as I was thinking, I was like, maybe, you know, for 30 years, you know, yeah, yeah. I think I'm due for something to put something out there. Uh, and then because of the following the, um, the blog, Seth Godin's blog, you know, one of the things, you know, the podcasters uh, workshop or something like that or fellowship. Yes. Actually, it's important that we use our fe word fellowship, not workshop for me. Um, I do agree. I like the old name. Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. <clears throat> All right. 
I got a story about that. We should tease back to, but, um, so, uh, as we were, as that came up, I said, you know what? I could just do a podcast, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I, I looked at it a couple of years ago on, on Apple and like, boy, this looks complicated. And I was like, well, let me take the class, you know, and in, in the class, um, while it did teach us about recording and stuff like that, it went right to this. Okay. Now who's your podcast for? And, and the exercise of doing that, I was like, all right. So if I were to write a book, who would it be for? Right. So mm. why, why would the podcast be different? Um, and for some reason, the interview format was more attractive than the on mic format, which still is. I mean, I've, I've man, I've teetered with that a thousand <laughs> times. So anyway, that's, that's I another. agree. Host on mic um, is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause every day I got thoughts and some, some of them should not be out loud and some of them you know, <laughs> people would really get a, a benefit from. Right. So, uh, so then the, uh, when, when we, because part of our exercises were writing about, you know, because it was like a daily thing, right? Do you remember that? It was like mm-hmm. we, were, we were on top of our, each other every day. Like, you know, so what's your podcast about? Who's it for? What's it for? And so then that's when I decided um, I wanted to interview people with long-term sobriety like myself, who it is more than about quitting drinking. While quitting drinking is a fantastic foundation, obviously, uh, if that were all, then everyone would get better after that. And since mm-hmm. that's not all, you know, maybe some people who are struggling or feel stuck after 10, 20 years, you know, like they've quit the drinking, but they're still, you know, they're still terse with their boss or they're still obnoxious to their wife or they're still you know, mean to their kids. Like, but they're, but they're not drinking. So they're a winner. And it's like, well, I think, I think you've, you've maybe gone through one finish line, but there might be another one a little, a little, mm. you know, a little more progress to make you have you feel a little bit better about how you're living and, and what kind of person you are. So with that in mind, I just, you know, then I started to, uh, as we were going to meetings, as I was going to meetings, find people and that's like, and then 2020 hit when meetings were now on, on zoom and everything. So that's why in 2019, that first year I was, you know, at a nice clip, a nice pace and everything. And then it just, just started to, to fall off, but um, I still wanted to keep it uh, that that format um, because uh, I don't think there's a lot. I don't, I don't think my podcast is unique, but I don't think there's enough of them flooded, you know, in the, in the mm-hmm. listening yeah, space. space right? Now another long-term sobriety podcast, <laughs> you know. So, so I thought it could kind of you know get away with still some uniqueness you know right i mean if, if, you, if you if you go online like oh another podcast about business and investing yeah <laughs> we have yeah. a few of those right uh, i'm wondering oh, i'm always torn i have seven thousand questions i want to ask and the clock is ticking i'm wondering if you discovered after you started that maybe you're actually working through another layer so as you were describing um, people going through recovery, maybe there are these different finish lines and maybe there are these different layers to the work that they need to do to change and grow. And I'm wondering, has there been like a, this, uh, 2019 is what, three years. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if there's been anything that you've discovered that podcasting may have actually helped you work through another layer or work through another issue that you now oh, can yeah. see when you look back. Oh yeah. So, um, one is, uh, that, um, if you try to have the perfect podcast, you'll go perfectly insane. 
<laughs> I feel like we're commiserating, which we are, but that's great. Yes. Um, the, the other, so I, I'll tell you a little story to about along the line of perfectionism. So sure. I, I saw Penn and Teller in the eighties when they first came out, they were doing college, uh, you know, small college venues. And I mm-hmm. saw one of them and I got one, I got their program. And of course I was way into them and I've done my own little magic crap and everything. So I'm paging through their program. And at the end it says, um, there are f- four mistakes in this program. I'm like, Oh really? Huh? So I start going or whatever. And, and I'm like, boy, everything, nothing, nothing looks like. It. So, uh, at this point in time, they were accessible. So after the show, they would come out and you know, talk to people. They were just having mm-hmm. coffee. They, it wasn't, you know, they weren't who they are now. Anyway, so I went up to, uh, uh, teller, no pen. Sorry. Yeah. Tall guy. And <laughs> I said, Oh, I said, I noticed in the program, you said there's four mistakes in, in the program, but I couldn't find it. He says, yeah, we just put that in there. So if people find stuff, they feel better about themselves. And I was like, <laughs> and again, that's, that's magic. You know what I'm saying? If, if you've ever done magic, you're, you're, you've made a mistake and you know it, but the audience doesn't because they've mm-hmm. never seen the trick before. So they don't know how it's supposed to go. So they don't know how it's supposed to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Same idea with the podcast. Since, most people haven't heard me do a podcast before, or they don't know that there's like, they're not here watching me do it and mix it up and do it. So there, there is some value in putting something out with a mistake, with a flaw. Hmm. Right. Um, even as we were in the podcast fellowship, uh, I was listening to one of, uh, a Kimbo podcast early on and there was a mistake in there, like the production, like, it, and it was clear. It was not, it, it was, there was supposed to be a break or something and just wasn't in there and everything. And I'm like, so even Seth Godin, who has a even the course material, right. He, <clears throat> he publishes it and like, he's not going to take it down and redo it. No, it's the content is fine. Right. Hmm. If there's a mistake. Okay. Yeah. You know, right. So I guess that's, that's one of the other things I've learned about myself is, uh, you know, there, there's going to be a mistake. So, um, when it shows up, Oh, okay. I guess that's the mistake. Right. So that's the perfectionism. Uh, the other piece is um, I have no uh, ambitions of making a dime at doing this. Okay. <laughs> I pay for the website myself. I pay for the hosting myself. I pay for everything myself. I do my own thing, whatever. So um, I look at it as, uh, you know, as a, a charitable contribution to the podcast community like to this the is, world you know, whatever you know 50 bucks a month whatever who can, you know okay and i don't it's because i used to you know should i put ads should i put in well but it's not to make money right so right. uh then then you just keep putting on that and it's funny at the end of my show i now say you know it it's this is i used to try to ask for donations and i said no i'm not doing that anymore <clears throat> i decided you know, if, if this is added value, give, give a little extra to your home group, which is like a group you go to regularly in AA or perhaps another, uh, charity close to your heart. Cause I, I'd rather you don't pay me pay somebody who could really use it. Right. And, uh, and as a result of that, now, now my podcast for whatever reason reached like top 10, something somewhere, whatever, according to some algorithm. So I started to get a lot of, um, people asking me to be on my show, asking me to be a sponsor or whatever. And, Ugh. you know, and, and I, I was like, well, 
when when you don't take any sponsorship, you can you, you can do your show however you want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't ever have to like do what they want you to do. Um, and then with the guests, because I wasn't um, I wasn't focused on having the best guests that I could or the most popular guests. Like I don't I didn't I never looked at the likes. I never looked at the good. One day I open up Simplecast. I'm like, I have twelve thousand downloads. Well, how did that happen? Like, I don't use Facebook. I don't use anything. And I got 12,000 downloads. Now I got 15,000 downloads. I still don't do it, you know, with 24 episodes. So for anybody in the community who's listening to this, it's like, so I've done no social media whatsoever, just word of mouth. And that's what I got. Um, Amen. Anyway, <clears throat> so the, oh, and then when people want to be a guest, usually it was like their publicist asking me and you could tell by the way they're asking what, and so I would, I would, yes. I would be open to it, but I would say, can I, you know, just have the guest contact me. Oh, it's better if you go through me. No, it's not. Never, you know, no, it's not. Oh, maybe this isn't for them. <laughs> it's better for you, know. you, right? It's not better for yeah. me and my show. You get paid. I, I, I don't, I, look, I don't know their motives or I don't know their intentions, but I was like, well, but it's, this is a personal podcast. This is not really to promote mm. anybody's stuff. I, I can, I have, um, you know, and, and, and then I, when I do finally get to the person, I have questions that I ask them to see if they've ever listened to the podcast. It's like, so you want to be, you know, cause they often want to be on something. It's like, well, this isn't for you. Like you got two years in recovery. Like this isn't, uh, I'm sure you know yeah, some stuff, but this your, isn't yeah. who my audience is looking to hear from. I can hear from somebody who has two years of you know, any, any day of the week. Right. So, um, yeah. So many things. <laughs> Um, you said like seven things and I was like, Oh yes. Um, there's a lot I could say about Penn Teller, but I, I, I think you make a great point about just because it doesn't feel like I'm still doing magic that I might actually be very important that I do the thing that I know everybody else thinks looks like magic. And I should just be comfortable with, there's no magic in it for me in the sense that there's magic in it for the audience. That's just one thread. I want to pull out of what you said. Another thread I want to pull on in our fading moments. Uh, you mentioned fellowship. You and I had a, have a little bee in our bonnet about the name change apparently. Yes. Um, and you said you wanted to say some more about fellowship. And I think that's a topic that's very um, apropos of what your show is about. So what was your train of thought there? Uh, so, uh, the following fall, uh, at school, um, I volunteer, well, I noticed there were some retention issues at school. Okay. You know, keeping the teachers and I don't, I, I thought the onboarding process could always, always use a little bit of work. Okay. Cause we look, we have HR, we have administrative, like nobody really was doing it as a thing. So I, I said, look, I'd like to help onboard people. They're like, you would. Okay. Hmm. You know, it's a, oh, it was like that easy. And so I called it, <laughs> um, I call it the onboarding fellowship as, as it's just like, oh, the onboarding fellowship is going to meet on Thursday. The, just because it's like, we're all here together. Um, and we're all, you know, new at something. Right. Hmm. So, you know, everyone was new to the school. They weren't necessarily new to teaching, but let's, right. let's bring, let's, let's understand that we're all here to help each other be a little bit more familiar you know, together. And so, um, cause they kept calling it, you know, the mentoring program. I said, it's not a mentoring program. It's an onboarding fellowship. And I would just say it like that. And they're like, Oh, okay. You know, and mm-hmm. they, they never, they, it hasn't caught on. They still don't call it that, but I, I continue to call it that. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, because, um, 
as, as we discovered, you know, through this conversation and what we talked about prior to, to you hitting the record button is when a guy like me with all the, you know, we call it the itty bitty shitty committee in your head, right? Um, when I feel like I'm alone and nobody understands me, that's like the worst moment I could have, you know? So when we have something like this to, to tell each other, I'm exactly like you. I have that too, or I have that too, and this is how I got through it, or the you know, and and yes. when you have that fellowship amongst you know whether it's you know sadness or or freedom or whatever it is, it's like you there's there's nothing I think more spiritual than than having a connection with another person, much less a group of people, right? Yeah. You have even more connection. So um, that's why that that idea is very important uh, in. In, but you know, both my work uh, on the podcast, my work at my job, you know, everywhere that, you know, I, I, people might disagree, but you know, I don't think, well, for me, for me, spirituality cannot happen by myself. I need a connection. Oh, terrific. I hate <laughs> that I have to say anything after that. Um, I, I, yes, please. More of that. Um, awesome. Well, Howard, uh, as much as I hate to say it, our time has gone. So I will just say thank you so much for um, randomly popping into my calendar. That was awesome. I've been hounding you for like three years or something. <laughs> thank you for popping into my calendar and saying, hey, let's do a podcast. That was terrific and my distinct pleasure. Thank you. Yep. Mine too.